I was beginning to read Srimad Bhagavatam from the beginning again this week. And in the beginning, the life sketch of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is there. Nice little uh, section that Prabhupada gives on Lord Chaitanya's life, right at the beginning of his Srimad Bhagavatam. And then there, there's one section. It's basically a, a, a very... It's a synopsis of both the teachings of uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita and some of the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya from Chaitanya Bhagavat. And then there, of course, he gives a short paragraph or two on the discussion between Lord Chaitanya and Ramananda Roy. In that discussion, the practice of devotional service is, is not put in the forefront. And you'd think, wow. Why did Lord Chaitanya not get inspired by Yat Karoshi, Yat Ashnosi, Yajdahosi, Dadasi, Yat, all that you do, all that you eat, all that you offer and give away uh, should be done as an offering unto me. And uh, that didn't satisfy him. Because he asked Ramananda Roy, please, you quote some verses from scripture uh, to give me what is the highest goal for humanity. So he rejected this verse and I was like, whoa, I forgot all about that. It didn't, it didn't hit me that way when I first read it. Then he goes on and Ramananda quotes the last verse in Bhagavad Gita. Sarva dharmam parityajya, lame kam saranam vraja. Lord Chaitanya said, well, that's all right, but do you know anything better? So he started out, Ramananda Roy started in answering Sri Chaitanya's plea for some verses uh, regarding the goal of life. He started out with Varnashram Dharma. He progressed from there. I forget what the second one was, but the third one was surrender everything to the Supreme Lord, do everything. For God. And then the fourth one was surrender, complete self surrender. The final verse of Bhagavad Gita. And these things did not excite Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But when Ramananda Roy quoted from the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, the following verse My dear Lord, one should give up monistic speculation and the cultivation of knowledge altogether. This is Lord Brahma speaking. He should begin his spiritual life in devotional service by receiving information of the Lord's activities from a realized devotee of the Lord. If one cultivates his spiritual life by following these principles and keeping himself on the honest path in life, then, although your lordship is never conquered, you become conquered by such a process. When Ramananda Roy presented this proposal, Lord Chaitanya had once said, yes, this is right. So we can see the special significance that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has put on the process of simply hearing from Krishna's devotees. 
that process alone is sufficient in this age for our complete purification. This is the beginning point where Lord Chaitanya is accepting what Ramananda Roy is saying. Now from Bhagavad Gita, our beginning point is what? Yatkarosi, Yadashdosi, surrender everything to Krishna. All that you do, all that you eat. So many instructions are there regarding karma yoga, uh, niskarma yoga, jnana yoga, ending with what? Abandon all these details of religious practice and just surrender to my desire. But Lord Chaitanya, seeing the fallen age of Kali, he starts with, let's hear from a saintly person. That hearing in and of itself is sufficient for spiritual advancement. But if you read that sketch in the beginning of the Srimad Bhagavatam, Prabhupada, in both referring to the surrender verse, surrender everything, all that you do, and in referring to the verse on complete self-surrender at the end of Bhagavad Gita, surrendering all other processes and just becoming surrendered to Krishna's desire. Prabhupada says, he mentions in both, in regards to both of those things, jumping to this platform will simply create a disturbance in society. And that's what really hit me. Jumping to these things will simply create an unnecessary disturbance in society. That the beginning point for Sri Shaitanya's movement is hearing. It's something to contemplate. This is the most important thing in our devotional practice is hearing from a saintly person, is associating with Krishna through hearing. Shravanam Kirtanam. And from this point onward, Ramananda Roy immediately takes the conversation to developing a relationship with Krishna in one of five primary rasas. Neutrality, servitorship, friendship, parental affection, conjugal love. Immediately to that high platform. Any comments? Lord Chaitanya becomes satisfied with his responses immediately when it comes to the point of simply hearing. And the way Prabhupada puts it in that short sketch in the beginning is to artificially take to a platform of so-called devotional practice until we've sufficiently heard and developed an attraction to Krishna can create disturbance in society. And that the emphasis of Lord Chaitanya's Sankirtan movement is on simply hearing about Krishna. Sri Ramananda Roy then suggested renunciation of fruitive actions unto the Lord. The Bhagavad Gita 9.27 advises in this connection, whatever you do, yakarosi yadashno si. This dedication on the part of the worker suggests that the personality of Godhead is a step higher than the impersonal conception of the Varnashram system. 
But still the relation of the living entity and the Lord is not distinct in that way. The Lord therefore rejected this proposal and asked Ramananda Roy to go further. Roy then suggested renunciation of the Varnashram Dharma and acceptance of devotional service. The Lord did not approve of this suggestion. Also, for the reason that all of a sudden one should not renounce his position, for that may not bring in the desired result. It was further suggested by Roy that attainment of spiritual realization freed one from material conception of life is the topmost achievement for a living being. The Lord rejected this suggestion also because on the plea of such spiritual realization much havoc has been wrought by unscrupulous persons. Therefore, all of a sudden, this is not possible. The Roy then suggested sincere association of self-realized souls and hearing submissively the transcendental message of the pastimes of the personality of Godhead. Not striving Brahma, Bhuta, Prasanatma for self-realization. Lord Chaitanya wasn't satisfied with that. Wasn't satisfied with Yatkaroshi, Rasnosi. But he begins to accept Ramananda Roy's verses when those verses deal with hearing from saintly person. Hearing. So that's the basis of this Sankirtan movement. So that it's not that we need to give up some other thing. And it's not that we should falsely jump to a platform that we may not be able to maintain. The significance of spiritual advancement for us is to, according to our capacity, engage it directly in the highest level of devotional practice. And those highest level of devotional practices begin with Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu, hearing and chanting about Krishna. That we can do without big unrest. Don't have to change anything. This hearing and chanting in and of itself is sufficient for God realization in this age of Kali. Not only is it sufficient for God realization, the hearing and chanting from Krishna's pure unalloyed devotees is so transcendentally potent that you can immediately take up a full understanding of the highest loving exchanges with Krishna and begin to aspire to those under the direction of the bona fide spiritual master. Now, does that mean that we immediately try to jump into a relationship with Krishna? No, it doesn't mean that. But what it does mean is that Lord Chaitanya has come to, to open the doorhouse to the highest loving exchanges with the Lord. And the process has been abbreviated considerably. That if we can just come to the platform of satisfying the spiritual master and following his direction, that in and of itself will 
provide us with a benediction to be able to enter into the highest realm of relationship with Krishna. Something that would take, what, lifetimes in the past is immediately available by this process. We're reading literatures here by the Goswamis. They have taken the essence, Nana Sastra. They've taken the essence of all the scriptures and they're giving us the, the cream. We even have the Srimad Bhagavatam that we study, which is the cream of all the Vedas, the topmost of all the Puranas. And even with that, Sadatan Goswami provides us with the Brihat Bhagavatamrita, which is the essence of all the teachings of the entire Srimad Bhagavatam. Now, we don't jump to the Brihat Bhagavatamrita without proper guidance. But the Acharyas, the Goswamis and the Acharyas went to such great lengths to give us the essence again and again. And there's one interesting book by Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur. He was after the time of the Goswamis. And he wrote a book called Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu Bindu. Now, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu is our handbook for devotional practice. And it outlines all the regulative practice that we go through to get our mind and senses under control, worshiping the deity, how to chant offenselessly, all the details to rise our consciousness in our day-to-day activity up to the platform of goodness and then beyond. And then it goes into a very detailed analysis of the development of our heart in ecstatic emotion and love for Krishna. Very detailed book. Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu means the ocean of devotion. Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur gave us the Sindhu. What's the Sindhu? Very small. He took all the ocean of that literature and he provided just the essence of that whole literature. Just like Sadatan Goswami gave us Brihat Bhagavatamrita. The point I'm trying to make is the essence is immediately available to us. And if we work under the direction of the spiritual master and deal with the preliminaries of retracting our claws from trying to exploit material world for our sensual enjoyment, if we can get that out of the way and become steady in devotional practice, immediately the doors are flung open to the highest transcendental involvement in culturing our heart and developing our eternal relationship with Krishna. So it's, it's a very rare opportunity.
uh, this movement of Lord Chaitanya. And it just became more apparent to me when I read that introductory sketch as to the significance of Lord Chaitanya basically setting aside some of those things that, that one would immediately associate as a necessity for spiritual advancement. Doing everything for Krishna, surrendering everything to Krishna. Without those things, how can we advance? How can you advance? You can advance simply by hearing from Krishna's devotees. That's all that's necessary. Those other things, as we've discussed again and again, causeless, causeless knowledge and detachment. Simply by that process, causeless knowledge and detachment comes. Does that make sense? The significance of, of this hearing is so important. Of entering into these great transcendental literatures. That hearing is sufficient in and of itself to grant us purification and allow us to come to the highest platform of devotional practice. Immediately after that verse, Ramananda Roy is quoting verses relative to developing relationship with Krishna and love. And one of the five primary Stai Bhavas. Bhagavad Gita, everyone learned this verse. Yajada charati stres tata devi tarojana sayat param nam kurute pramanam kurute lokastad anuvartate. Whatever action a great man performs, common men follow, and whatever standards he sets by exemplary acts, all the world pursues. I was born in the darkness of ignorance, but my spiritual master has opened my eyes with the torchlight of knowledge. I offer my most respectful obeisances unto him. Krishna goes on, no son of Prita, there is no work prescribed for me within all the three planetary systems, nor am I in one of anything, nor have I a need to obtain anything, and yet I am engaged in prescribed duties. For if I ever failed to engage in carefully performing prescribed duties, O Partha, certainly all men would follow my path. If I did not perform prescribed duties, all these worlds would be put to ruination. I would be the cause of creating unwanted population. And I would thereby destroy the peace of all living beings. As the ignorant perform their duties with attachment to results, the learned may similarly act, but without attachment, for the sake of leading people on the right path. So as not to disrupt the minds of ignorant men, attached to the fruit of results of prescribed duties, a learned person should not induce them to stop work. Rather, by working in the spirit of devotion, he should engage them in all sorts of activities for the gradual development of Krishna consciousness. I believe this verse ties in nicely to what we were saying earlier. 
that the bona fide spiritual master, particularly in this age of Kali, introduces religious principles that can be easily adopted by the general public. So if the spiritual master is to go to the general public and say, from now on, all that you do, all that you eat, all that you offer and give away has to be done for Krishna, that might be a hard pill for them to swallow. So therefore, simply, or sarva dharma parichyaja, give up all the religion that you follow, all the traditional religious practice that you and your family heritage hold dear, you give all that up and just surrender to Krishna. Again, it may be difficult for the common man to take to that practice. But for the common man in Kali Yuga to simply take up this simple practice of hearing nice narrations of the spiritual culture presented both in Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam, culminating in the direct descriptions of the Lord's pastimes in the 10th canto, which Prabhupada made available before he even presented the rest of the Bhagavatam. He'd begun the Bhagavatam, but he was advanced in age and immediately he felt, well, if I don't complete the whole translation project because of my advanced age, let me at least give them those pastimes of Krishna that will immediately capture their mind and heart. So he did that. And we have Krishna book. So if you have difficulty yourself with your current circumstance, wherein it's not feasible to go step by step progressively through Srimad Bhagavatam, then you can immediately take up the 10th canto by reading Krishna book and be benefited by that. The mercy, again, of, of Lord Chaitanya's pure devotees in giving the essence of the essence and making it readily available to mankind comes to the forefront. All we can do is stand back and wonder of the latitude that they have extended to us in allowing us to enter into this hearing that purifies the heart. So don't disturb their activities, Krishna's saying here, so as to not disturb the minds of the ignorant man attached to fruit of results of prescribed duties. A learned person should not induce them to stop work. Rather, by working in the spirit of devotion, he should engage them in all sorts of activities for the gradual development of Krishna consciousness. The spirit soul bewildered by the influence of false ego thinks himself the doer of activities that are in actuality carried out by the three modes of material nature. We'll take off from that in a little bit more detail next week. But I want to go over just the, these verses I just read with some perspective that's significant in our own practice. Again, falling back on the teachings of Lord Chaitanya. And what do we do? Every week we chant the essence of Lord Chaitanya's teachings. He only gave eight verses himself. And we chant the Sixastika every week. 
And after Lord Chaitanya glorifies this Sankirtan movement and speaks of the significance of this simple program, and it's the way it cleanses the heart, the way that nam namakadi bahudani jasarajaktish, your holy name alone can render all benedictions, all benedictions, the holy name alone. Then he begins to give some practical example regarding how do you do this? And for us as devotees, this is how we can immediately become an acharya, an example. And what is the verse? Trinadapi Sunichena. This is where Lord Chaitanya begins his practical direction. Trinadapi Sunichena. Tororapi Suhisuna Amanena Manudena Kirtaniya Sadahari. Of course, this is the Hare Krishna movement. We're going to chant Hare Krishna. Lord Chaitanya's already told, already told us about the glories of the holy name. But there's a method. And the method is you must do it humbly. You must do it without any false prestige. So if there is any example that we can give in our devotional practice, in the association of devotees, it's to take on that humility. And I want to read two things to bring out how the great acharyas in our line speak of their own positions and the humility they express. One is by Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, who has given us Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. And he speaks like this Moranama Sunaye Tar Punya Saya Moranama Layaye Tara Papa Haya. Anyone who hears my name loses the results of his pious activities. Anyone who utters my name becomes sinful. This is Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami. Or how about Rupa Goswami? This is what Rupa Goswami says. Oh my Lord, I do not have any love for you, nor am I qualified for discharging devotional service by chanting and hearing. Nor do I possess the mystic power of a Vaishnav, knowledge or pious activities. Nor do I belong to a very high class family. On the whole, I do not possess anything. Still, O beloved of the gopis, because you bestow your mercy on the most fallen, I have an unbreakable hope that is constantly in my heart. That hope is always giving me pain. This verse is both in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, quoted by Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami, and also in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. When we talk about whatever a great man does, common men follow in his footsteps, we should know this is what the great devotees do. They have become so humble as to say, if anybody even utters my name, they lose all their piety. Simply by hearing my name, one becomes a sinful man. What humility is that? Talk about 
no false prestige. This would be our hope that if we were to be looked on by any devotee and given any credit, that that credit would be that we are undeserving of any credit. That you would see our true position as not having any qualification except one. What is that qualification that we can accept, that we may have? Prabhupada told us, if I have any qualification, it is that I have heard from my spiritual master and am trying to fulfill his desire. Which brings us back to what? This process of Krishna consciousness practice for us in Kali Yuga. Any questions? One question. Uh, Amy had asked earlier uh, if uh, Prabhupada there ever thought he was an incarnation of Krishna. Did he ever think that? Yeah. No, well, but his disciples did. Yeah, I was going to say, how do you know if, yeah, if Guru Prabhupada? How do you know I if... Yeah, how do you know? First of all, if Krishna comes as Guru, first we have to understand He does come as Guru. Now in this verse, Prabhupada in the Purport talks about Acharya, one who teaches by example. Now there's an interesting verse in that regard from Padma Purana. Acharyam mam vijnaniyam that the Acharya, one should see the Acharya, Acharya Mam, Vijnana Yam. He should realize, we've talked about Jnana, knowledge, right? We've talked about Vijnana. Vijnana is what? Realize knowledge. I can tell you the fire's hot. Archie can tell you that the ghee is really hot when you're cooking in it. But until you spill some, splash some on your hand like Preeta did last week, you might not really realize how hot it is. <laughs> That's realized knowledge, isn't it? Okay. So, acharyam mum, vijnaniyam. To realize that there is no difference. Krishna's saying, the acharya is non-different from me. Krishna is inside that super soul and he manifests himself externally so that we can perceive him. We may not be able to look in our heart and know what Krishna is saying and what our mind is doing with uh, you know our intelligence. But Krishna is saying for the Acharya, Acharya Mam, Vigyaniyam, Navamanyeta karichit. That you should see that the Acharya is the same as I am. You should never, never disrespect him in any way. And you should understand that he has Sarvadeva, my O Guru, 
that he has all of the all of the potencies of the devas, the demigods who provide us with what? Everything. They provide us with the water, with heat, with the sunlight, with the air we breathe. They're the administrators. They're the you. They're the big utility company in the sky. If Krishna comes himself and takes on the role personally of Acharya, that will be revealed in Shastra. Any manifestation of Krishna as Guru or as any incarnation is completely outlined. So therefore, we will we find in the eleventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam indication of the advent of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the guise of devotee acting as acharya. Does anyone know that verse? Twisa Krishna. What is it? So in other words, you'll know him when you see him, basically. No, you won't know you what won't. our science, our senses. Atashri Krishna Namadi Nabavedrahamendriya. With our senses, we're not going to be able to tell who's God and who's not God. But his advent is given in the revealed scripture. Now, when the guru comes, though, we're talking about two separate things. We're talking about Krishna coming and playing the part of a guru. Okay? And we're also talking about Krishna empowering the guru with his own potency to purify us. So Lord Chaitanya came and acted like Acharya. He didn't act like God. In fact, he tried to cover up. Tuisa Krishna. He covered himself. But there is... The guru will never say he's God. We notice in India there's always this class of so-called gods. Come and say, oh, I am incarnation of this. I am incarnation of Vishnu. I am Kalki. They say so many things. Well, first of all, they're not, their manifestation is certainly not provided. We're not provided with details in Shastra. So when you meet these people, you say, fine, your God, show me the universal form. Then I'll accept you. Otherwise, shut up. I kick you on your head. You're claiming to be God. Show me your universal form. Well, you don't have the vision. Well, Arjuna didn't have the vision. You give me the vision if you're God. Vedic literature is very scientific, as we've mentioned, and all the various incarnations are completely detailed. Of course, you need a qualified spiritual master to know those details. So many people read read Srimad Bhagavatam, but detecting Sri Chaitanya took the intelligence of the Goswamis and Krishna's per- Lord Chaitanya's personal associates, then they can say, ah, yes, this is the characteristic. There's also another matter that needs to be discussed in this regard, and that is sometimes a foolish disciple may say that his guru is God. This does not please the spiritual master. He doesn't want to be called God even though he's representing God. But sometimes we, the disciple gets carried away. This even happened with Prabhupada. Some of his 
Very early in the movement, some of his senior men said, Ah, Prabhupada's God. You know what he did? He immediately kicked them out. Even though they were senior men, you must go. You're polluting my whole movement with this Mayavad conception that I could ever become God. It is interesting. Yes, we worship the person, we worship him in the same level as we worship God, but we understand his position is he's the supreme personality of servitor Godhead. What does that mean? Servitor, Acharya, he teaches by example how we worship God. It was an interesting period when that happened. Luckily for those devotees who fell into that illusion... Uh, they were rectified. But uh, it's interesting to hear them speak about that. Uh, Brahmananda, Vishnu, John. There was one other sannyasi. But they were sent packing. Oh, Gargamuni. Gargamuni, yes. Brahmananda, his brother, Gargamuni and Vishnu, John, all started preaching this. And Prabhupada said, you're out of here. So, any other questions? Thank you so very much. I hope you've enjoyed the class. What do you think? Hmm? What do you think? All right. How was your trip? That was good. That was a good time. Yeah? The weather was okay? Yeah, you know, springs. That's, you know, the spring just begins. Like, we thought Toby. <laughs> But, um, my, my friends, we did that in years. Of course, the time on the things.